You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. Walk in the front door. Reservation for Carlin? Oh, yes, here it is. We don't have any rooms left. I'm sorry, what? What? See, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. You have a reservation. have a reservation. But there are no rooms. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Anybody can just take them. There are no rooms left. How is that possible? I don't know. Her exact words were, wow, I don't know how you snuck that in there. Snuck it in there. I, I went, went on the, the website and booked the room. You done messed up, and now you're going to make it right. Maybe I'll call them with that. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you should do. I don't know. Maybe a strongly worded letter is in their future. Yeah, I'm too lazy for that. Yeah, you're not going to do that. I was about to say. I'm surprised in real time how you didn't get any points out of this. A free night stay down the road. I don't know how it's the this middle didn't of work the night out in your favor. Connecticut. I wasn't getting anything. I don't know, man. The ball mama doesn't make any excuses. <laughs> like you got to be able to come up with things on the fly to make it right. Uh, look, maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll make a little phone call because I am like triple platinum elite for this particular chain. Okay. So you know. You don't want to tick off the bald mamba. I think All we've right. established that. Okay. Canty right. and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, available on the ESPN app. And, of course, on your smart speaker as well, Sirius XM Channel 80. Look, here's what we do every Tuesday. Chris Canty wants to let you know who's number one. That's right. So let's find out who's number one. Each week. Only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. No more. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. Okay. Number five. It's the number one scoring offense in the National Football League. And, Carlin, we had a front row seat to watch it in Foxborough this weekend. That's right. My Baltimore Ravens, they're checking in at five on the power rankings because they have what might be the best show in all of the NFL in Lamar Jackson. Guy had a five-touchdown performance. He's absolutely unbelievable. They've got a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball, and they've got a lot of injuries on the back end of that defense, but it doesn't seem to matter because this guy can elevate the play of everybody around him. So that's why the Baltimore Ravens are number five. They're going to have a big test this weekend with the Buffalo Bills rolling into M&T Bank Stadium. That should be a lot of fun. Baltimore Ravens checking in at number five, keeping it pushing. Number four. Kansas City Chiefs. Now, a lot of people have soured on the Chiefs. Oh, how they lost that game to the Colts. The Colts were a winless team. How in the world could you lose to a team that got boat raced by the Jacksonville Jaguars the week before? I'll tell you how. You have a muff punt by Sky Moore that leads to the Colts having a point-blank scoring opportunity. You also have a drop touchdown by Travis Kelsey. For whatever reason, Andy Reid decided, beginning of the fourth quarter, I'm going to attempt a fake field goal with my backup kicker that's already missed the field goal because that was a bright idea. And then you have Chris Jones with an unnecessary roughness or unsportsmanlike penalty after the defense had already gotten off the field on third down that extended the game-winning drive for the Indianapolis Colts. That is the formula on how you lose a game to an inferior opponent. Now, I don't think that's going to happen a whole lot with the Kansas City Chiefs because Pat Mahomes and that offense is just that damn good. It just so happens that they had an off day where they thought they could roll their helmet out and get a win. But I digress. Keeping it moving. Number three. The Buffalo Bills. The aforementioned Buffalo Bills because they're playing the Baltimore Ravens in week four mm-hmm. down in m Bank Stadium. But 
I got some concerns about the Buffalo Bills. Clearly. Man. I really do. I, I, I just, the back end of that defense is a problem, Carlin. No Trey White. Micah Hyde is out for the season. Jordan Poyer's dealing with the foot. Christian Benford, one of their young corners, he's got something going on with his hand. I don't know that that's going to preclude him from playing, but you get my gist. Like, there's there's a lot of a lot of deficiencies on that defensive side of the ball due to injury, and I'm not quite sure that that Bills offense is going to be capable of overcoming that. And then, looking at the Bills offense, they feel like they're too Josh Allen-centric, and I know that sounds crazy because he's the quarterback, but Carlin, they don't have a run game. There is no run game to speak of, and I don't know if I necessarily trust that offensive line for the Bills either. So, a few more warts than we thought the Bills had popping up. There's also the fact that they haven't won a one-possession game in the last two years. Something to keep an eye on with the Buffalo Bills. Still healthy respect for them because they're number three on the list. Number two. The Miami Dolphins. The oh, Miami wow. Dolphins. And no, I'm not a two-and-nine believer. That's not what this is about. Don't let the conversation about Tua cloud your judgment about this team. Because the Miami Dolphins are for real, Carlin. This is a good football team. They are clearly in the playoff picture. And I'm not too sure that they're not an AFC East title contender. They could win this division. They've already got one in the bank against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I could see a world where the Miami Dolphins and not the Buffalo Bills end up winning this division. Because the two teams... The New England Patriots and the New York Jets, you might as well go ahead and count that as four wins for them. So in looking ahead for the Miami Dolphins, there's an opportunity for this team to contend for a division title, not just a playoff berth. I like that defense. Javon Holland is a star. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Xavier Howard is still one of the best corners in the NFL. They got a young guy. Jalen Phillips has a pass rusher who can get after it. Christian Wilkins is a man in the middle of that defense. I like that. And of course, They have the fastest wide receiver duo in the NFL. The Miami Dolphins are going to give a lot of people problems this year in the NFL. Number one. You know who number one is, right? Mm. You know who number one is. By process of elimination, I do. You know who number one is. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. The number one offense in total yards. Top five defense. Actually, they're number five in total yards on defense. This defense got after Carson Wentz some kind of way on Sunday. Nine sacks on Carson Wentz, double-digit quarterback hits. Carlin, they might have the best combination of offensive line and defensive line in the entire NFL. And then, oh, by the way, they've got a quarterback who's in the top five on the MVP odds in Jalen Hurts, a guy that overnight has found a way to be able to win from the pocket, has found a way to be able to throw the ball down the field outside of the numbers. Carlin, do you know the quarterback that's leading in air yards per attempt? I believe it's Jalen Hurts. It is Jalen Hurts. And you know who's right behind him? Who would that be? It, not too far behind him. It's Tua. There you go. So all I'm simply saying is Jalen Hurts is a special, special player, and it looks like he's on the verge of putting together a special season. Listen, we can talk about Tua all we want. This Jalen Hurts guy is a little bit different. We mm-hmm. don't have the leadership intangibles question about Jalen Hurts. And then, oh, by the way, he's got a pretty good receiving core, too. So there goes my top five. I know you're going to take issue with a few things in it, but the Philadelphia Eagles being number one cannot be one of them. Well, here's what I'll say. You're a sellout. You bailed on us. You're out. You have completely, completely changed your tune off of one week, and I find that to be disappointing. I didn't change my tune off of one week. Can I ask you a question? Listen, I, 
I still don't believe in Tua. I can, still can, don't. Can I ask a question? Go ahead and ask the question. This time last week, last Tuesday, mm. when we're doing this, were the Miami Dolphins in the top five? No. And today they're number two? Yes. By virtue of beating a team that had a ton of injuries going into the game, and you barely squeaked by in some really, really rough heat conditions. If that game was played on a neutral field, you would have lost. But it wasn't. It wasn't played on a neutral field. It was played in Miami. They were head-to-head, and Miami got the better of them. I would understand it more if this was 31-19 instead of 20 Can I explain myself, though, Carlin? Please, I... So it's the, com- it's the combination of a couple of things. Number one, it's what we saw in South Florida this weekend. Mm-hmm. They beat the Buffalo Bills head-to-head. And it wasn't as if Josh Allen had this huge turnover game. Josh Allen didn't play poorly. Right. Josh Allen played well. Their offense put up 500 total yards of offense. And the, the Miami Dolphins only had, what, 212 total yards of offense? Mm-hmm. But they made the plays when they needed to on both sides of the ball. And they had that that mental fortitude that allowed them to to flip the game on key possessions. And that's what matters, Carlin. That matters. Couple that with the fact that I saw the Miami Dolphins a week before beat the Baltimore Ravens, and then you and I had the privilege of calling the Ravens-Patriots game and seeing how good that Ravens offense is up close and personal and also understanding that that Miami Dolphins deep offense outscored the Baltimore Ravens offense. I, I'm looking at all of these things, and I'm saying – I can't keep coming up with excuses as to why I'm keeping the Miami Dolphins well, out of the top five. I simply ask you this question then, Chris. I don't think, listen. Let me ask a ahead. question. Go ahead. All right. Two of the teams that you have behind them, the Ravens and the Chiefs, if either of those team plays, teams plays them today, who wins the game? Thank you. If the Ravens or the Chiefs play them. If the Ravens or the Chiefs play the Miami Dolphins, who wins the game? Well, we just saw the Ravens play the Miami Dolphins, and they lost. I, I, I understand that. They blew a big lead. I'm saying, like, today, after the last couple of weeks, even after that, what happens? Carlin, I, I don't – it's a hypothetical that we'll never be able to prove. I don't right, even let me know rephrase that we should then. go down that road. Let me rephrase it then. Who's favored in the game? I'd probably say the Ravens would be favored or the Chiefs would be favored. Exactly. Yeah. This is my point. Well, we said we said that coming into this weekend, the Buffalo Bills were favored, and we called what? it a, we called it a Lacadini. And what happened? You and the I, week before, the Baltimore Ravens were favored, and what happened? You and I, Carlin, both know. at some point, we have to acknowledge that this is a good football team, and that's why we got to get past the tour of it all. The okay. tour aside, this is a good team. I understand that. If you take those other three teams and they play the game tomorrow, all three of them are favored. All three of them. But, Carlin, here's the the trend that we're not recognizing with the Miami Dolphins, and I think people need to start paying attention to it because the quarterback position has been a huge question mark looming over this organization for the past several years. But we've seen this team in the last couple of years, 9-8, 10-6. They're trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They're learning how to win as a young upstart group. This is a team that's ready to take off. Now, the only thing to me that can hold them back is their quarterback. They've stabilized the offensive line. They have the weapons at the skill position core. They have a defense that's opportunistic. The only thing that we don't know about is the quarterback. If you take that aside, and I know that's a big, big part of it, but if you remove that component, you have to acknowledge that the Miami Dolphins are a good football team, and they are well coached by Mike McDaniel. I don't 
knock that they are a good football team. I think they are a good football team. And they have beaten these two teams the last couple of weeks. And I have to give them credit for doing that. But I think you and I would both agree, at very least in the case of the Ravens game, that I would call that an anomaly. I mean, you and I sat here screamed and yelled last week about them. I would call the Bills game an anomaly. When do you have an offense that gets doubled up on by the Buffalo Bills? Think about this. They had almost 300 more total yards of offense than the Miami Dolphins, and the Bills still lost. Now, it came down to red zone possessions, and the Miami Dolphins defense got two big stops in the red zone against the Bills. That was a big piece of it. And then you're talking about creating an early turnover on Josh Allen with the strip sack by Javon Holland. That was a big piece of that game. And then then converting third and 22 with a 45-yard bomb to Jalen Waddle was a big piece of it. At every turn in that game, when the Dolphins had to make a play, either side of the ball, they made the play. And there's something to be said for a team that has that intangible to it, that After, has that characteristic. That's fine. I get it. And and they've done a good job doing that. In my mind, to put it in gambling terms, they've hit themselves a pretty nice street little three-leg parlay in the oh first few gosh. weeks of the year. Oh I'll give them credit for what they have done, but I am not putting them second-best team in the league. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. So those are the top five teams, according to Chris, in the NFL. So what have you learned? Through three weeks of the NFL season. You tell us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's awesome about today is I don't know that I have aggravated Chris as much over the course of uh, our brief show together than I have in these two-plus No, hours. and I also want the listeners to chime in. Do the Miami Dolphins belong in the top five teams in the NFL? I need to know the answer right now. I need to hear I from them. I didn't say they don't belong Do in the top five. Do they belong in the top five in the Not National Football League? Chime in on that. 888-SAY-ESPN, because we want to hear it from you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin. You are weighing in. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ron, Florida, up first with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ron, go. coach and been a Dolphin fan since 1966 and I'm going to tell you hell yes they deserve to be in the top five don't we win championships by winning games and they just beat two of the top five teams in the league. See here's where it's unfair because Canty is twisting my words in in a shocking turn of events. Mm -hmm. I did not say 
that they don't deserve to be in the top what? five. They absolutely do. So where do you have them then? I would have them more like fourth. I would not have them So you second. have them fourth. So how would you reshuffle my top five? I would leave the Eagles where they are. Okay, so they're one. Even though they lost the game, I would still have the Bills at number two. Okay. I would have the Chiefs at number three. All right. And I would have the Ravens behind them at five. I think okay. that's fair. So you're putting the Dolphins fourth? Yes. So you're going to keep a team that they beat head-to-head this past week in front of them? Considering the circumstances altogether, I absolutely Well, am. the power rankings are about right now. They're not about what the teams are going to be in the future. They're about what's happening right now in the NFL going into week four yes. based on what we've seen the previous three weeks. I still, th- And the Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Bills head-to-head. I understand there that. There is not a team in my top five that has done that to other teams in the top five. I understand that. Okay. But we both know, and we were both sitting here last week screaming about the fact that what Tua did was not that special <sighs> and that coming back and winning that game was more a, a result of of what the Ravens did than what if the Dolphins did. Yeah, but you know what, Carlin? You sound like one of those people that criticized the 2011 New York Giants for winning a championship against the New England Patriots and said, well, the Giants weren't as good as the Patriots. They just got lucky. They just made a few more plays on that given day. No, you outplayed them that day. Okay. You outplayed them that day. Okay, and so that means we, the, we were the better team that day, which that is all day, that matters. But that, to me doesn't necessarily mean that you're the better team overall, which is what the power rankings are about right no, now. No, it means who... Oh. Pamela, I, I don't understand. Virginia, Pamela, you're up next on ESPN Radio. What's up? Hey, love your show, but I have to say, Carlin, you're wrong this time. And I don't often agree with Canty, but you're wrong this time. You have to play the games. We're always putting people in the Super Bowl before they play the games. You have to play the games, and we have to give credit to the Dolphins for what they did. They were the better team. It may change as the week goes on, but right now, Canty is correct. They're the better team. Thank you. Have a great show. I think by Thursday, Canty's whole take is going to be immaterial. By Thursday at about 1130 at night. Okay, so you're saying that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to beat the Miami Dolphins. I am absolutely saying that. You're calling your shot. I absolutely I'm calling my okay. shot. And I expect that to be the case. Look, you can say that I'm a Dolphins hater if you want. I actually have no reason to hate on the Dolphins. I don't. Uh, I other I, than wanting to be right with your takes. Well, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, we believe in take integrity. But it, it but take integrity is I stand by what I said. But it doesn't mean that I'm always rooting to be right. In this particular case, I am rooting to be right because I truly believe in what I'm saying. You play to win the game. (laughs) I think the Dolphins are a good team. They are a good team. I, I believe that what I have seen so far is a little bit of an aberration. That's all. I think it's there is excellent timing, and I think there is good fortune that has helped them here. But that what I think shouldn't take anything away from their accomplishment Listen, teams create their own luck, Carlin, and that's a lot of what I'm seeing from the Miami Dolphins. Travis in Washington State is up next on ESPN Radio. Travis. Travis. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you. Okay. Um, Yeah, got to agree with Canty on this. If you wipe out the season from last year going into the season, you only got three games to build on. 
the Dolphins have to be in the top five. That's a three and zero, and they beat two of the top. So next week, if they do lose to Cincinnati, absolutely can change and drop a little. But they are playing well. Being a Dolphins fan, uh, Eagles fanatic, gotta love them being on number one. Hello. <laughs> hey man, they feel like they're the most complete team in football. They really do. I know we were saying that about the Buffalo Bills a couple of weeks ago, but this Eagles team is just a little bit different. And what gives me confidence in saying that, Carlin, is that they're so strong at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Their offensive lines and defensive lines, man, good luck against those units. Uh, good luck is win, right. If you can win in the trenches, you're going to give yourself a chance to compete for a championship. Boy, these calls are rolling. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keep them coming. Who's not as good as we thought and who's better than we thought? All of that continues to come after Canty has this from our friends at Indeed. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Your small business has a clear mission. What you need is the right people to execute on that vision. Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you get you the moment you post a sponsored job, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can then conveniently schedule and conduct virtual interviews with applicants right from Indeed's hiring platform. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in and get started today at Indeed.com slash credit. Canty and Carlin. Calls rolling in on these. I, I, do I even call them power rankings? I mean, what yes, do I call them? Yes, they are power rankings. Just because you disagree with them doesn't mean they're not legitimate. They're power rankings. You just don't like them. Or let me let me Are they call them fraud rankings? They're not fraud rankings. I don't understand why you would say that. <laughs> Through three weeks in the National Football League, this is how I see it. These okay. are the best teams in order. Okay. I see you got bit by the Dolphin Zombies. It's okay. I'm just not going to let the tour debate cloud my judgment when it comes to what this team is overall. All right, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. And I say it like that. i got to hear some more and see why I'm wrong here. Let's go to Scott, or rather Mike in Texas, up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Mike, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, i got a couple questions for you, but let me get them all out. So how many teams are 11-1 in their last 12 games? How many teams have beat Bill Belichick and the Patriots, Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh, 
and the next greatest thing since the 19 and 0 Patriots, Josh Allen and the Bills, other than the Dolphins. And Are we really talking about these staff, Patriots? Was, Are you taking bows on these the, Patriots? I was I was at the game, and all I keep hearing is the stats. Buffalo ran 91 plays to Miami's what 30 something. Time of possession 42 minutes, 18 minutes, 285 more yards. If all that's the case, how did Miami manage to score two more points with one turnover? Listen, whatever's going to help you sleep at night is just fine. Wow, <laughs> honestly, it's it's wow. all good. It's all good. If you want to ignore everything else, the mitigating circumstances that exist, that's up to you. You want to make sure to point out how um, amazing. I'm the one that sat here yesterday and actually said some of Tua's performance was actually better than it was last week on his fraudulent 469 yard, six touchdown game that was only equaled by the likes of Matt Schaub twice. I'm the one who said that yesterday. But because I want to sit here and look at a team and say, you know what, they're 3 and 0. But let's at least acknowledge there has been some good fortune. And if we were to look at the rosters and we were to pick the teams to win and we were to line them up today, that they would be underdogs against all three teams beneath them. Me, looking at things realistically, that's out of bounds. Carlin, you seem to be harping on this good fortune piece. Show me the team that won a championship without good fortune. Please, show me the team that does that. Because I, I, I got a Lombardi in the trophy case. Yes. And it was a lot of good fortune. Yes. Matter of fact, the 2011 Giants, the only team that didn't have double-digit wins to actually win the whole damn thing. Agreed. There was a lot of good fortune during that season. I can promise you that. Did it come you in have, one through you three? You have to have it. Well, you never know when it's going to come, though, Carlin. You never know what's going to be the game that ultimately ends up being the turning point for your team to compete at a championship level. You don't know when it's going to happen. It could be weeks one, two, or three. The win against the Baltimore Ravens could have been the win that gives them the confidence that they can compete on this level, which is why they beat the Bills the next week. That could be it. We just don't know. But what I'm saying is we can't dismiss the Miami Dolphins being one of the best teams in the NFL just because we still have questions about the quarterback. They have played nicely so far. They have done a nice job in getting to 3-0 to but start But you still haven't been able to tell me what the concern is about this team beyond the quarterback. I, I can tell you a few things. Number right. one. What it, it is. All right, for instance. What it is, though. If we're going to. we're going to. You want the answers? <laughs> Here's the answers. How much credit are we going to give them for the fact that the Buffalo Bills can't run the football? Mm. Because we said this before last week. Yep. So I, I'm not going to jump up and down about run defense against a team that can't run the ball. Okay. That's number one. So you're worried about their run defense? Yes. Okay. Number two, I can't, you, you can't just take the quarterback out when we talk about having concerns. It's a legitimate concern. He has been very good so far. Okay. And as I said, a couple of the throws he made the other day really impressed me, but I'm not there. And when I'm talking about the most important position on the field, I have to be allowed to at least acknowledge that. Okay. That's number two. Number three, yes, they are a better defensive team, and they have addressed weaknesses this offseason. But I have not seen enough defensively yet when they still gave up 500 yards total offense. And, yes, points are all that matter in the end, right? That's it. 
that did not look like a dominant defensive team to me the other day. That's all I'm saying. So these are where my concerns lie at the moment. The week before, they gave up 38 points, or 35 points, whatever it was, yep. and were fortunate to come back in the game. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's Lamar Jackson, who Chris and I both think is probably the best show in sports right now. No doubt. But there are other guys out on that field, too, who are doing some damage. Mm-hmm. These are where my concerns are with okay. the Dolphins. Okay, and there are valid concerns, but despite all of those things, they continue to win football games, which is why I have When to you put say them... they continue to win football games, you make it sound like it's week nine. It's week three. Yeah, but, but they've beaten two teams that a lot of people could see in the Super Bowl. They've beaten two teams that have quarterbacks that are on the short list of the MVP race right now, as it stands. That counts for something, Carlin. That matters. And that's why I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins in this small body of work, but also considering the way that this team has been trending the last couple of years. And I say to myself, this is a group, this is a locker room that's starting to figure out how to win close games. And that is an attribute, that is a characteristic that championship contending teams need. I will cede that point to you. That is an important thing to happen. But... I do think we need to just, I, I, I am, maybe I'm being unfair. Mm. I am weighing all of the mitigating circumstances in week two and how they came back in that game. Okay. And I'm taking a little bit away from it. All right, got it. Like, should I think that the Jets are an infinitely better team right now because of what happened in week two? Mm. This is my point. It happens. It happens. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So now that Canty uh, is fully on board the Dolphins bandwagon and is going to be <laughs> riding that, them all season long. That's not what I said, man. Are they now a good bet to win the Super Bowl? All I know is he's scrolling through all these betting apps right now. Caesar Sportsbook, where are we at? Miami? Oh, they should have gotten on board sooner. I didn't see it in time. Stop yourself. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. So the other day we're in Foxborough, and I'm curious as to how often this happens to you. I'm guessing it happens less to you because you're a former NFL player and and you're a pretty... I'm not saying this because you're here, but like I can't imagine people doing this to you very often. But there was somebody I saw the other day, and I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody that I had not seen in a long time. And this person... Uh, was somebody that I knew 20 years ago, okay, in the infancy of their career. And uh, so this person was somebody that I had helped along a little bit in their career at at different junctures and was happy to do it uh, when things were not going so great. 
Things are going well now. <laughs> Th- things are going reasonably well now. Yeah. Okay? So I see this person on the other, it's a reporter, no more than, I can't give you any more than that. Yeah. I see this person on the far corner. Hold on, do I know this person? Yes, you do. Okay. You, and other people, I know if person. I said the name, people certainly would. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, I go. I walk over to this person. I want to say hi. I haven't seen haven't seen this person in easily ten to twelve years. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard from them easily in ten to twelve years. That's fine because things are going well. Right, well for that I didn't per- say that for that, that person. That's fine. Okay, it's all good. I go over to oh, you know, pleasantries, all that stuff. Talking for not ninety seconds. Someone else who is more famous than me mm-hmm. walks over nearby. This person completely turns their back to me what? and starts talking to that other person. And and I'm like, okay, how long do I wait here? It's one thing if you're going to say hi. It's another thing if you're going to introduce me to somebody, to that person, welcome you into the discussion. Well, well, here's what I need to know. Context matters. Were you midstream? Were y'all engaging in a conversation yes. and then that person walked over? Yes. Well, then I feel like that person is just being rude. They should bring you into the conversation with the other person that came over to say hello to them. I was literally finishing a thought as the back turned. And started talking to the other person. Oh, yeah, that person is out of pocket. That's a a violation. I waited 30 seconds, and then I tapped the person on the shoulder and said, hey, I'll talk to you later. I got to go. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Meaning you're no longer important to me. I don't need you. Exactly. I'm going to talk to this other person who I think is more important than you that can potentially help me. Yeah. That's what it is. And you know what it is, Carlin? You find out about a person's real character when they actually don't need you for anything. Yeah. That's when you know how they really feel about you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, my friend, you just found out how somebody actually feels about you. Canty and Carlin. His name is Mr. Dolphin. He is Chris Canty. I'm Canty and Carlin. Just call me Snowflake from Ace Ventura. <laughs> Lace is out. That's it. Lace That's is it. out. <laughs> get me, get me a Ray Finkel jersey. Oh my god! I'm rooting for the Dolphins from here on out. I'm buying in. Can't, I still don't trust the quarterback, but that's neither here nor there. It doesn't there. sound like it. No. Sounds like you're ready to, you know. But, sign I, up. but here's the thing: I can not, I can not trust the quarterback and still like the team. Well, here's what I should do. What's uh, up? Uh, I should look up on Caesars what uh, Tua's odds are to win the MVP. Maybe you want to put a couple of bucks on that. Mr. Dolphin. No, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I feel like that's throwing good money after bad, especially after watching what Lamar Jackson did this weekend and Jalen Hurts this weekend. Nah, I'm good it's, on that. It's currently 14 to 1. He leapfrogged Justin Herbert. He's the fifth favorite at 14 to 1. No, he is not. So he leapfrogged the guy that has cracked ribs and lost his left tackle. Are you telling me that Tua Tungavailoa is 14 to 1 to win the MVP? That is what I'm telling you. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? That is an atrocious bet. Let's get to good bet. Put, yeah. Let's get to good bet, bad bet if right now. If you can now. get it out. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Good bet, bad bet. Brought to you by Fidelity Investments. Evan Wilner will host Good Bet, Bad Bet. Go. Yo, let's stay on the Dolphins bandwagon, Chris. The Dolphins at 16-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Good bet, bad bet, Canty. What was the number again? 16-1. to 16 to 1? Uh, 
I just don't see that happening, no. I, I think I, I think that's a situation that's a little far-fetched. We might be premature with the Super Bowl talk. They are a really good team, but I think I need to see more from the quarterback before I'm going to buy into them being an actual viable Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it is value. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. You want it's a bad bet. You want it's value? a bad bet. It's a bad bet. Instead of bad bet. What, trying do you, to, what do you want me to say? It's I, a bad bet. Yeah. I, uh, 16 to 1 is, numbers aren't going to get better, but yeah. Yeah. It's not horrible. Anyway, go ahead. In other words, that's just me teetering a little bit. Hey, <laughs> hey I got some value for you, Carlin. How yeah. about the Bengals at 30 to 1? Is that a good bet or a bad bet to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I fear that that is a bad bet to win the Super Bowl Hell right now. No. While I think that the Bengals are going to win on Thursday night in Cincinnati over the Dolphins. Uh, something's not right right now. They did they did win the other day against the Jets, but that's not really saying much. 30-1? to 1? I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that because they're the team that's flying under the radar. People have kind of written them off. I, I think Cincinnati writes the shit. We got to keep in mind, you're talking about the quarterback not only taking any preseason snaps, but having surgery – for his appendix during the preseason, not to mention an offensive line that has four new starters from a year ago and not having live reps with their quarterback during training camp. All of those things matter in terms of that offense getting out to a slow start. I actually think it's a good bet the Cincinnati Bengals 30-1 to to win the chip. I like it. Now you just convinced me. (laughs) Next. Carlin, you had Lamar Jackson as your MVP before the season. His Mm -hmm. odds have improved 12 to 1 down to 7 to 1 now the co-third favorite Lamar Jackson still a good bet or bad bet to win the MVP I think it's still an excellent bet right now I really do I think that Jackson listen if you don't jump on now you're not going to get any kind of value because this is going to be down to 3 to 1 within a couple of weeks you watch absolutely a good bet yeah I think it's a great bet too and the reason why is not just what Lamar is doing but what's around him guys He's got a bona fide number one receiver in Rashad Bateman. He's got a number two receiver in Devin Duvernay. And his favorite target is Mark Andrews. None of those guys are going anywhere, even with the concerns along the offensive line. That group is only going to continue to take off, and they're only going to continue to be productive. Lamar just became the first quarterback in NFL history with back-to-back three passing touchdown games and over 100 yards rushing. We're literally seeing something we've never seen before. And I think he's going to continue to ascend. That's a good bet. Let's stay on the Ravens. Week four, they are a three-and-a-half-point home dog against the Bills. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Chris Canty? The Ravens as a three-and-a-half-point dog to the to the Bills? Yeah. That's a good bet. At home? At home. I like it, and that secondary for the Buffalo Bills gives me a lot of concern. And here's the thing. The Baltimore Ravens can score points if they can't do nothing else, especially when they get down in the red area. That's the thing, man. When it comes to playing, you know, having an offense that can be efficient, you got to score once you get into the red area. And that's what the Baltimore Ravens do at a high click, man. They're third in the red zone. Ten trips into the red zone, Carlin, eight touchdowns. Yeah. That matters. And so I like the Baltimore Ravens getting three and a half points at home against the Bills. I kind of do, too, just because the Bills are in this position right now uh, with the injuries that they are. And based on, yeah, maybe some recency bias, but I've obviously been a Lamar guy for a long time. Yeah, uh, I think it's exceptionally difficult to stop him. I, and I don't, even the Bills with this defense, I think they're going to have some trouble. I don't hate that three and a half point dogs at home. Yeah, that's a good bet. 
How about the Bears' money line at plus 143 against the Giants? Good bet or bad bet, Carlin? I can't jump on the Bears yet. I would say that's a bad bet of the money line. I can't go there. And, and, and it kills me because I don't think the Giants are very good either. But I think the Bears are worse. Well, you you might be one of the few people in all of America that's not doing it because 92% of the cash in that game on the money line is being placed on the Bears. Holy cow. 92% of the cash is being placed on the Bears on the money line. And I think it has to do with them running up 281 yards on the ground against the Houston Texans. Like, that's what it is. If you can run the football like that, yeah. you're going to win a lot of games because you're going to play keep away from the opposing offense. Boy, and that's exactly what we boy, saw. If the Bears go to 3-1. and one, That's really it. That's a heck of a story. That's a hell of a job by Matt Eberflus, right? Oh. Like, he's all of a sudden catapulted in the Coach of the Year conversation. Chris Canty and Chris Carlin are Canty and Carlin. Don't miss them weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.